0: Yesterday we began to learn from the Havot al some of the different strategies, specific strategies that the Yetzir tries to bring into a person's mind. And we learned yesterday the first one. And I explained to you yesterday the first one means this is the one where he pulls the carpet from under you and there's nothing left. And what's that first one that we learned yesterday? It's basically living life with no real value. A person who doesn't see his spiritual value and doesn't live life for spiritual eternity is living a meaningless life. He's living a life of a behema. A life where basically you wake up, you eat, and you drink, and you sleep, and you enjoy whatever you can, and you work, and you, and you suffer too a little bit. All of it has absolutely no purpose. It's like going to work without a goal of making money. You just go to keep the business running. You go to work so you pay the expenses but you don't make anything. A person will look at you and say, you're a fool. You do nothing all day long. What do you have to have the business open? What you're doing is working so you could pay the expenses. So you don't need to open the business. You might as well shut down. A person who lives life and they don't have a spiritual goal and they don't have a goal for eternity They're living a meaningless life. All they're doing is turning wheels to keep their life going. But life has no meaning. What is the goal of living life and keeping a person alive if life itself has no goal and no purpose? We see people have a natural desire to live. We do so much to help people To save their life. To save their ability to live in the best way possible. But isn't there something deeper than that? Why are we desiring to live? Why do we save someone's life? Isn't it because there's something valuable in life? There's something valuable and it's not eating or drinking. The value is the ability to turn this physical world into something spiritual, like one great man said. Great story. I told you this some time ago. There was a there was a talmid hacham in Israel, and they saw him inside a store that sells uh, um, refrigerators, and they saw he's looking. And he ended up buying a refrigerator, let's say, something that he wouldn't buy for himself. It was a surprise, was a little something, a little higher. So, one of his talmidim asked him, he says, Rabbi, you don't buy these kind of refrigerators. I don't know if you've ever been to, let's say, Rab Chaim's house. I don't know if you've ever seen their kitchen. There's no kitchen. There's a stovetop and there's a place where they put things to keep it cold. That's it. I don't think it's called a refrigerator. Something else. I don't even know if it's an ice box. An icebox box would be a a big upgrade. Maybe, maybe a cooler. That, that they great people. They don't need these things. So this was one of the one, one of, a person like that. So somebody saw him picking out a refrigerator, something nice. He told him, Rabbi, it's not your style. What are you picking out the refrigerator? He said, Let me tell you, when I pick a refrigerator for me, this is my ulama zeh. That's, that's this world for me. But when I pick out a refrigerator for somebody else, this is for somebody else, not for me. That's my ulama Somebody else's refrigerator is your eternity. Your refrigerator is to keep your body moving. It's not important. Now, a person who lives their life, Without Olama Bad as their goal, without eternity as their goal, is living a life that is meaningless. The wheels are turning, but they're going nowhere. You ever see a car that's on the lift? They turn the wheels? Looks like it's going very fast, but it's not going anywhere. A person could live his life turning wheels day and night, going here, stopping there, getting off here and all of it means nothing. When I say means nothing means it has no real value. Why do I say that? Anything that expires is not a real value. Real value is something that stays. Anything that expires is temporary, not valuable. The value is very, very minute. A person who doesn't have that clarity is living a life that is meaningless when you live a life that is meaningless by the way every area of life becomes very meaningful as silly as that sounded i say it again when you live a meaningless life everything that is irrelevant and meaningless becomes so meaningful that it destroys even your meaningless life. So many meaningless things become very meaningful and they destroy his happiness. When you live a meaningless life, every comment a guy makes becomes like the end of the world. When you live a meaningless life, every look that you get becomes the most important thing. Every loss that you may have in your business becomes a disaster anything that goes not exactly to your liking becomes so meaningful that it destroys your life. Every relationship that doesn't go exactly as you like becomes a disaster. Something very interesting. Think about it. When you live a meaningless life, every dumb thing becomes meaningful and you spend your whole life upset, mad, angry, jealous, All types of horrible feelings come out from a meaningless life. When a person lives a meaningful life, then nothing in this world could upset him, could make him feel hurt because he has something so much bigger that he's focused on. The petty things don't matter. People spend their life with pettiness. They're fighting with this, they're upset with that, they're angry at him, they are they're they hate that guy, they wanna destroy that guy. Their whole life is based. They sit down in traffic and they're all mad and upset. The guy in front of them is going slowly and they, they're losing it. Something happens in the stock market and they can't survive for a week without getting some extra medicine. They gotta go to the doctor every once in a while, take some pills. Hello, are you taking life too seriously? Oh, better yet, you're living a meaningless life. When you live a meaningless life, everything could become a roadblock to your happiness. Every small meaningless thing becomes important. Because why? Because when your life is only for this world, it's meaningless. Every step of the way seems like it's something important. But when you have a higher goal, the pettiness is so unimportant. It doesn't matter what that guy said. It doesn't matter that he didn't invite you. It makes no difference if you made $10 less this year. It doesn't make a difference if you made $10 more either. It makes no difference. As long as you're capable of staying alive and taking care of yourself, And taking care of your needs so that you can do something meaningful. That's all you need. Everything else is off the table. Because your table is full. But when your table is empty, every little thing means something. It's a real thing. Besides that you're wasting life. Besides that. But life becomes very, very unappetizing. And has a lot of bitterness in it. Every small bump on the road becomes the biggest issue. A person who lives a meaningful life is involved in such deals and such big things. It's like a guy involved in real estate, in billion dollar deals. That's what he's involved in. He buys for a billion, says for a billion and a half. That's, what, that's his job. Somebody offers him, you know, you could buy a house. For four hundred thousand dollars, and you could flip it in a year for five hundred. You can make a hundred thousand. Says, so, "Do me a favor, get out of the, get out of my place." But you can make a hundred thousand. You think you have a head for a hundred thousand? I'm involved in billion-dollar deals. When a person is involved in a very big eternal life, he doesn't have time to waste with silliness with things that are meaningless that make people all kind they get bent out of shape for so many things meaningless a person lives a higher life he is living on a different plateau different level he's above you know how when you're when you're on a plane and you look down and you see the little the little people and the little cars yeah, you see the card. you see the cause. And that, in that card is a guy thinking that he is on top of the world. He has his top down. His hair is all, you know, uh, flying through the wind. And he, and you look at him, he says, <laughs> you're, you're, you're zero. You're nothing. From, from on top, the, the guy looks like he's a nothing. When a person lives on a higher level, the things on the bottom don't mean that much. You take what you can so you could live a healthy, strong life that you're able to take care of your physical needs. We do have a physical partner that we must take care of. You have to make money so you could live. You have to make money so you could eat. You have to have all these things. But that's not your goal. You have a much higher goal. The Yitzhak Haraz, first order of business if he can convince you that life ends when you leave this world he's basically taking everything from you all the meaningful things that you can do in this world are not going to be in your plate you're not going to take the opportunities someone wants your help you're not going to give him help why because you measure I could rest or I can help somebody. Well, if I'm in this world, I like to rest. The more I rest, the more I get out of this world. Why would I go help that person? Why would I get up in the morning to go pray? Why would I try to build a relationship with the creator of the world? For what reason do I have to learn? It's easier to sleep. It's more enjoyable to lay on the couch. Why would I go out of my way to take care of people that need me? Why am I giving money that I work so hard for? All of that is being taken off the table when a person lives their life for this world. And, like I mentioned before, when you live your life for, the net, for this world, life becomes much more difficult. So two things are you're, being, you're losing. Number one, you're not taking care of the opportunities. You're not taking care of the great things that you can achieve for eternity. You're losing your Gan Eden, not only in the next world, but in this world. I told you many times, the way you prepare for the world of pleasure is you got to live a life of pleasure. A life of pleasure cannot come from a physical world. Pleasure is the pleasure of the soul. Real pleasure that's lasting cannot come from food. Cannot come, you can enjoy your food, but it cannot come from your food. If you focus your pleasure on food and drink and vacation, by the way, you will lose the pleasure in those things too. But if you focus your life on something much bigger, you'll enjoy your food more. You'll enjoy your drinking more. Everything is enjoyed more when it's part of a higher goal, a higher purpose. So it's not an accident that the Yetzirah's first goal, if he can get this done, you're basically wiped out. And the Chovot Labot says that most people fall for this. They say, nah, who, next world, eternity, I don't know, I never saw it. Now, by the way, they didn't study it, they didn't go and ask Is there, is there not, we're not talking about that. They don't even get there. Most people that take the advice of the Yisrana in this area have not studied the subject. They have not really put any effort in gathering sources, whether it's external sources or internal sources. They have not done one ounce of work. And automatically in their mind... There's a safeq, there is a doubt. Maybe there's nothing after this world. That doubt becomes their direction in life. And they end up losing out eternity and olam They lose Olamaze and they lose Olamaba. What a terrible, terrible ending to a person who had everything on his table and basically ignored all the opportunities. This is the first possible, uh, excuse me, the first battle that the Yetzirah would love to win and wipe the person out. A person must wake up every day and realize that this life is only temporary, and he has something to do, and he has something to accomplish. And the more he accomplishes, the better he is doing for himself. He's building something very beautiful, and he cannot lose his focus. Our focus is eternity. That is it. Everything else has to be just a preparation to get there. That sounds to most people like an unhappy life. It's a mistake. A person who is preparing for eternity is living and maximizing... Every moment of life and happiness. It's a mistake. Do not think when we say. This world is a place of preparation for the next world. So I say, oh, after some of a hundred years, so I get to the next world? No. Opposite. When you prepare in the world of preparation, you are going to maximize your ability to enjoy. But if you are in a place of preparation and you live like it's the end goal, You basically lost your ability to enjoy what it has to offer you. This is the first place. The Havod says most people already fell at this point. And if a guy fell at this point, nothing that they do is already like, oh, why is he doing this? How many times in your life have you said, why does he do that? Why does he care so much about that? Why is this so important to him? Why is he fighting for extra $2? Why is he getting miserable because of this? Why is he not doing this? Why is he not going here? Why is he not waking up in the morning? Why is he not learning? Why is he not giving charity? Why is he not becoming a greater person? Why is this character not... There's no questions on this guy. This guy, there is no question. By the way, this guy, you'll see him in shul too. Don't think this guy is not... He's not... Living somewhere in you know in, in the in the Amazons. He's, he's in shul. He even writes checks sometimes. He also prays. Yeah, yeah, he prays, he does. But uh uh-huh. he might even be in this class. Of course, most people that you know in shul are this guy. This guy that we're talking about is not a guy who is off the dead He's not off the debit. He's not doing bad things per se. But in his life, because he has a doubt, when you have a doubt, doesn't mean you, aggr- you ignore the rest. When I have a doubt in something, it doesn't mean the rest is ignored. It just means because I have a doubt, at every opportunity where it gets a little bit challenging, I just take the wrong decision. When you have a doubt, every time... You have a desire for something, you go the wrong way. Every time you have a challenge with your friend, you go the wrong way. Why? Because of that doubt. So a person has to close the hole. A person has to be focused. Our eternity is our goal. If you're focused, you're going to make life an unbelievable place. Now, says the Habota Levavot He says if the answer or doesn't get you there, let's say you decide, listen, you come to a class like this, you work a little harder to really look into things and you realize that's what it's all about. So you beat him. Now you're a person dedicated to eternity. You have your Focus in the right place. Your priorities are going to be in order. What's important is going to be important. What's not important is going to be not important. What's the person of priority all about? What is priorities all about? Priority defines a person. I told you this once before. If you write a piece of paper, all the priorities of every person you know, they will all be the same priorities. But the order of the priorities makes all the difference. A person who has clarity puts everything in the right box. Something that's very important goes up there. Something that's less important goes down there. If you put everything in the right order, you live a great life. When you mix up the order of things and you make what's not important important, it's a whole mess of life. So here you have a guy, he got his clarity, he's living for something higher, a higher purpose. By the way, you should know, you should know that a person who lives for a higher purpose, you're able to see it in all of his actions. You're able to see olam Ba in that person in everything that they do. Their eating is different. What's the difference? Simple. A guy who's living olamaze, the more time he spends on the table or he goes out to eat five nights a week. Yes? Now it's not so bad to eat five nights a week or even to go out. But to go out, it means you have to make a reservation. And of course, oh, yeah, you have your secretary do it for you. And then you have to get dressed because you're going out with other people. Because God forbid you should eat by yourself. You have to eat with other people because eating is not about the food. It's about the people that you're with. So first you have to decide which people you want to be with. In itself, that's 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 troublesome. Well, that not that one. He didn't invite me to this thing. He didn't invite me last week when we went for dinner. I saw him with somebody else. Forget that guy. He's out of my book. Out. I have to think first in depth. Be'omek, be'omek, be'omek. Very, very deep. Who is worthy of my invitation? So that takes some time. It's not something you just don't wake up one day. And then you have to find the place. And then you have to get dressed. And then you have to take a drive. Usually the places that are close are not really chashub. No matter where you are. If they're close, then they're liver. So you have to go and you have to drive. Take you 45 minutes to an hour till you get the parking spot. Then you get there. First, you have to have some drinks before you start. What else? The guy's already exhausted. You got to give him a few drinks before he starts. So first, you come in. You just take it easy a little bit. It's not time to eat yet. You have to have a drink or two and then you wait for everyone to come. You sit down. This this ordeal is in in the restaurant is at least three hours. Right? It's all a thing. It's a procedure, right? And uh, it, yeah, it's tiring. Yeah. And then and then afterwards, you know, you have a little coffee. You have a little thing. You have to, right? And then by the time you finish, now you get home. It's twelve o'clock. Somebody asks you, "How was your day?" Oh, very long night. Very exhausting. The night is. I had a full day today. You understand? You went from 6 to 12, and you did nothing. You did absolutely nothing. Zero. Did nothing. Probably a lot of lashon hara also. Probably a lot of... But let's not talk about that. What did you do in the last six hours? Zero. You did nothing. You did... But in your mind, no, you went out to eat. You didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. Again... If you go out with your wife because you want to build that relationship or you go out with your family to build that relationship once in a while, that is something very beautiful. But when you go out to eat because you're bored and nothing to do and you need to keep yourself occupied, realize you're living a life that is somewhat meaningless. And I say somewhat only with respect. Okay, it's a somewhat meaningless life. And this is, again, not just once. It went, it did so well on Monday night, you did it on Tuesday night too. But of course you have to choose a different place and a different person, a different thing, right? This is all... How long does it take to eat? It takes 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Eat something, enjoy it, and move on. No, no, no. My, your whole life is centered around eating. It's such a meaningless life. Once in a while you do it okay. You're doing this every night. You're doing this three times a week. That means your life is lacking meaning. Simple. There's nothing to talk about. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you're an evil person. It means you're living a meaningless life. When you're looking for things to do, it means you're living something that is meaningless. Because this world, if it's lived with the right focus, there's not enough time to take things. You should be begging for more time. How can I sleep less? How can I cut down certain things because I have so much to do? If you're living a meaningful life, there's not enough time to do everything. When you are living a meaningless life, you're looking for things to do. You understand the difference? So if you're looking for things to do in your life, that's a very good sign that you need to put some meaning into your life because you're not really getting much out of this world. So many things that we do that don't mean anything, but we do them because we have no choice. We need to be entertained. We have to take care of certain things. That really don't need to be taken care of good so now the Yetzera tried to convince you for 50 60 years you've been a target of the Yetzirah and you've been saying amen to everything he says some people even say Baruch Hu Baruch Shemotem <laughs> you understand they're fully in fully in they're in it, they're in it. And by the way, when you're in that world, you see a guy living a meaningful life. He said, "What a is. What a hazikas! Guys, a hazikas has has no meaning in his life. I mean, look, he doesn't go out to eat like us. You understand? He doesn't get entertainment like us. He doesn't go on vacation every month like us. It's a meaningless meaningless life. It's amazing how you could look at something." with such, backwards. The guy doesn't have a minute to breathe because he's doing so many things. And in your eyes, that's meaningless. Why? Because you've been convinced that the only thing to do is to sit down and eat and drink and go on a vacation. That's really what life's all about. So now after 50 or 60 years of this, you come to a class like this and you realize, you know, The man is right. I hate to admit it. But there's really a lot of meaningless things going on in my life. So what does he do? He tells the Yetzirah, Atkan. Atkan. You messed me up for 60 years. No more. I have a higher purpose. I'm going to live for something much bigger. Doing great. He took him out. Says the yetzara. Says the Haavod Laavod. Okay, don't He has Plan B. He has Plan B. What's Plan B? Says the Haavod LaHu Yenaset. He will try. He'll try to convince you. She'en Huu Laavod Tabore. There's really no purpose to serve the Creator. There's really no purpose. Listen, you're right, there's a higher purpose in this world. You gotta do things. You gotta be a good person. You gotta help people. You gotta do certain things that are... Everyone will will, will agree that they're something valuable. But to serve the Creator... And to do his will, he says, he will convince you that this is meaningless. He'll convince you it's meaningless to serve the Creator. You know there is meaning in this world. And maybe even for eternity. But the question now is, what is considered meaningful for eternity? So automatically, probably in your eyes, helping people in need, everybody can agree to that. Being a good husband, taking care of your wife, being a good wife, raising your children, these are things everybody can agree is something that you're accomplishing more than just eating and drinking. You're hitting people's souls. You're taking care of people. You're being unselfish. So now that you are living a meaningful life, so you turn on the meaningful button and you know that in life there are meaningful things to do. Like the things I mentioned and some more. You'll be involved in education so you can educate the next generation. You might save the whales depending where your, where your, where your, you know, where your priorities are. That might be your calling. You'll spend your life in the oceans. That's you know that, that's a lot of sacrifice. Don't don't think guy living to save whales. It's not an easy life. What's driving him? Because he wants a life of meaning. Doesn't want to live a meaning meaningless life. I have a lot of respect for that guy, by the way. I do have a lot of respect for that guy because at least he's looking to do something that's meaningful. Obviously, I think he's wrong. Because he picked the wrong item. But at least he's thinking. At least least he's not going out for dinner four nights a week. He's saving whales. How many people look to go help animals? You got millions of people in this world out there. Literally sacrificing their life. To help animals. In every way possible. I have a lot of respect for those people. Because at least they have a goal of living a meaningful life. But I'm showing you that you can have a goal of living a meaningful life, but you could choose things that are not so meaningful. Or you could choose things that are meaningful, but ignore so many other things. You could be a very nice person. You'd be a very nice friend. You're very, you're an honest person. You don't cheat people. You give respect to others. Each one and their thing could become very meaningful. You could choose an area in life where you choose to be a meaningful person. And we should respect that. That's a beautiful thing. But meaningful is not just one department. It's not a, it's not a box that you just go and get it. Meaningful is so much bigger than being a nice person or an honest person. Being an honest person is one of the things that make your life meaningful. What a shame it would be to think your life becomes meaningful because you're honest or becomes meaningful because you're kind. Kindness is one of the ways to build a meaningful life, but it's a department. It's like having a company that needs 100 departments and all you do is spend time in one. And you say, we're doing great. Our shipping is awesome. The warehouse runs like clockwork, but there's nobody getting orders. There's nobody doing the accounting. What kind of company are you running? Life has so many departments that meaningful means you're able to reach all the departments. This guy, he's convinced There is a higher purpose to life. He's not wasting his life on stupidities. So he wants to take something out of this world. He wants to leave a legacy in this world. So what does he do? He focuses on specific things to be proud of. And that's another terrible mistake. He's better than the first guy. First guy is completely out to lunch. This guy is not so out to lunch. But he is very limited in his ability to accomplish because he's focused on only specific things. Those specific things might be meaningful, may not be meaningful. But even if they're meaningful, they're only a department. So much more. One of the bigger departments is to be a servant of the Creator, which obviously in that has many, many facets. That department, a servant of the Creator in it, has endless amount of departments. What does it mean to be a servant of the Creator? It means that your Shabbat is perfect. What does it mean that your Shabbat is perfect? It means it has many, many parts of Shabbat that have to be perfected. That part of Shabbat and that part of Shabbat. The do's of Shabbat, the don't do's of Shabbat. Where you go on Shabbat, what you talk about on Shabbat, what you wear on Shabbat. What? To be a servant of the Creator means to take on this department called Shabbat. To take on this department called Shabbat, you have to find every little department in Shabbat to take care of. And every one of those little things make you a servant of the Creator. And that's just Shabbat. Then you have all other areas. There's learning Torah, there is Kashrut, there is Mitzvot. It says endless amount of things in this department. If a person ignores the department of being a servant of Hashem, so basically he might be living a meaningful life, but very limited. He's very limited. Yes, he may be helping people, which is beautiful. Something worthy of giving a compliment. But you're missing a whole section, maybe the biggest section. So the Yetzirah, once he failed in convincing you that life is meaningful, excuse me, that it's meaningless, he failed. So now you're the guy, you're doing meaningful. But he convinces you to serve the creator? Not important. Not meaningful. Remember, that department is the biggest department from all departments. Serving the Creator? Not meaningful. Why, why would serving the Creator not be meaningful? Saving whales? Meaningful. Charity? Meaningful. Family? Meaningful. Saving the environment? Meaningful. Serving the creator? Not meaningful. How can he convince me that? What would he have to say to convince me that serving the creator of the world is not meaningful? Oh, he has a very, very good argument. You understand, he doesn't sit in a conference room and tell you this. He automatically downloads it to your mind without even you thinking about it. He doesn't come and say, Well, let me convince you, let me tell you. No, no, he's, he's already in. What's the argument? Yeah, look what he says. He will explain to you. Svara. Svara means logic. He will come at you with logic. Could you imagine? He will convince you that saving the whales is more logical than serving God. How could you tell someone something like this and make him believe it? Here we go. Ready for this? He says, He says, You only put effort. You only put service. rock me, et Meaningful things, when you work, it has to be you're working for someone or something that's going to benefit from your work. So you work for the whales, you're saving the whales. The whales are benefiting. You're doing something. You save the monkeys, you're saving somebody. They're benefiting. You're helping your children, they're benefiting. You're giving charity. They're benefiting. Of course I want you to live a meaningful life. Of course. So put your effort in things that are meaningful. See those who need you. And take care of them. Service of God? You think God needs you? You think your actions are going to make a difference by him? You're giving Him something? You keep Shabbat, you don't keep Shabbat? You think that's meaningful? How could that be meaningful? You're serving Him, He doesn't need your service. He created you. He was very well and good before you even came to this world. You think your Shabbat makes a difference to Him? You think you're helping Him? You think you're giving Him something? Service, of course. Let me see what you give. You're a butler. You serve somebody drinks. Good. I see you're doing something. But to serve God and to keep Shabbat, not to eat kosher? You think the Creator cares if you eat or don't eat kosher? You think you affect Him in any way or form? Save the whales. Look, you see, you're doing something. The whales need you. They need someone to stand up for them. You're going to serve God? He doesn't need your service. He doesn't need any of your mitzvot. He doesn't care. He's not interested. Why would he be interested in your service when he has complete perfection? It's a very good time, huh? This is the guy who says, come on, does it really make make a difference if I turn on lights on Shabbat? Come on, does it make a difference? Who am I affecting if I do that? Does it really make a difference if I eat that? Come on, what's the difference? The Creator is perfect. You think it matters. He will make all service of the Creator feel meaningless because He he convinces you that the only things that are meaningful is to help those in need. So when you're able to help those in need, that's meaningful. But someone who's not in need and you go and do something for him, that's meaningless. That is a very big attack on a meaningful person. He found the meaningful person. He had no choice. But now in the meaningful person, he's got to create something which you will convince him is meaningless. And that service of the creator. Seems to be like a good logic what he's coming with. What's the answer to that? We'll deal with that next time. Have a great day.